Seen it. Seen it. Don't care. Gross. Babe, you've been scrolling through the queue for hours. Just pick something already. It's not that simple. I'm a man of discerning taste. Oh yes, only the finest cat girls for you. Ears must be five inches or more. Anything less would be an affront to Kamisama. Does this sound like you? Does that sound like anyone? If so, we can help. We're two weirdos and we have our own podcast. On our show, Okashina Podcast Anime with Friends, we highlight the best. Not the best. We highlight the most thrilling. Eh, not that either. We highlight anime? Yes. Odd, amusing, and oddly amusing anime from Japan and beyond. Semi-deep dive discussions, dated references, weep shit. We got it all. Who are you people? You got anything with cat ears? No, forget the cat ears. I want broken mama's boys. Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. And this is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks, I'm going to fail to solve an ARG, and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true, and this week we are doing a spooky ARG, because it's uh, Halloween month, baby. Welcome to spooky season, y'all. Marn's favorite time of year. How are you doing, Marn? Are you thriving? I am. I've been to... Well, I said this on our, on our last episode. I've been to two Halloween stores in the past couple weeks because two just opened up <laughs> near us. Do um, you, yeah, I'm I'm very excited. Do you have a uh, a costume picked out this year? Are you I, doing any events with anything special? I don't. Um, some me and some friends might be planning some kind of stream or event or something, uh, but I don't know yet. Okay. Um, because I was like, I have to make a plan for the Halloween weekend or I'm going to like explode because I didn't do anything for <laughs> Halloween last year um, because of quarantine. So this year I have to make a plan or I'm going to lose my mind. So um, <laughs> either I'm going to be like, watch, like streaming horror movies for some friends or I might like do a Twitch stream of like a Nancy Drew game or something else. I don't know yet. Hell yeah. Well, if you do decide to do the Twitch route, we'll... Uh retweet the stream and get some eyes on it um i know sam sam has a uh a Kyrie kingdom hearts costume that she bought like two halloweens ago and she hasn't gotten to wear it because i got sick and we didn't get to go to the party that she was going to wear it to and then last year happened and so now we're just like well the the the, the kingdom hearts three phase is kind of winding down but i don't know if we're gonna do anything this year well good i'm glad you're thriving in spooky season uh, what do you say that we get into Catastrophe Crow? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we had a question that came in uh, from our friend Millie who says, Is there a video game secret or mystery that you were particularly invested in as a child? Doesn't have to be creepy necessarily, just something that captivated you that wasn't explained or addressed in a game. Did you have anything like that? Um, I was pretty invested in like... So Pokemon Sapphire was like one of the first games I got like really, really into um, because I had a, a close friend who was really into Pokemon Sapphire and I was like, oh, so I, I got my parents to buy it for me for like Hanukkah or whatever. Um, and I was very into, I don't know if you, if you played like Ruby and Sapphire, but there was like weird post-game content where you had to do a bunch of like really specific stuff to like unlock the legendaries. 
Yeah, you had to do like there was a braille puzzle and like a uh Yeah. It like sit in a room for like 5 minutes or something like mm-hmm. that. I yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, you had to like find like a secret underwater chamber. Like you had to dive in a really specific part of the map. There was like secret braille that like told you where to dig in the floor. Then it told you like you had to have a specific Pokemon like in the top of your party and a specific Pokemon in the bottom of your party. And then that would unlock the Reggies so that you could like actually go and catch them. Right. I I had friends that were that one with with uh when those came out, I was kinda like waning in Pokemon interest and then I got back into it later. So yeah. I know I remember hearing stuff from people and I was like, that's kinda like when we were kids and we thought that Mew was under a truck in Vermilion yeah. City. There's no way that's real and it turned out those were <laughs> Yeah. It was like the weirdest, most word of mouth thing. I literally remember like my friend drew me a map on like just a sheet of paper for how to do it. <laughs> and I like took it home to figure it out. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was so that 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 was probably probably mine. Or at least the most memorable. I can't think of anything else that was like that level of like weird and obscure. <laughs> I didn't get too deep into any, like, video game mysteries, um, but I did have, when I was in college, I went to a yard sale and I bought a Nintendo 64, um, and it had a bunch of games that came with it, uh, and one of them was a weird copy of Majora's Mask, which I'd never played, and I went home and booted it up, and there was a save file from a kid that had played the game before. Um, stop me if you've heard this one before. Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I was too busy uh, caring very deeply about the four kids uh, One Piece dub uh, to really get into like old school video game mysteries like that. But I've always heard cool stories about like uh, there's. I know people are maybe even still to this day playing Shadow of the Colossus, trying to find out. There's something weird where it's like the game says you can get 16 of a thing, but only 15 have been found or something, something along those lines. And people have been like trying to figure out where the last one is for like decades at this point. Those stories are always interesting to me, but I just, I don't have it in me to pour over a video game like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a really interesting Jacob Geller video on like the community of people that like came together to try and find like the last secret in Shadow of the Colossus. Mm -hmm. But yeah, nothing, nothing... In my own neck of the woods that I ever got too deep into. All right. And that's pretty much. Oh, uh, Sam, uh, my wife wanted to know, uh, Martin, how do you feel about crows? And if you like them, do you have any favorite crow facts? Oh, yeah. I'm a fan of crows. I like them a lot. Yeah, um, crows rule. Crows crows are great. Um, I did learn. I So I've always wanted to, to befriend crows because that's like a thing that you can do and they like remember you mm-hmm. and they will like bring you stuff. Um, so I learned, because we had crows in my neighborhood and I would, like, try and put out food for them, I learned that they really like blueberries. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because I I was reading up uh, over quarantine, uh, like, what what kind of food you can leave out for crows that they really like. They like berries and they like peanuts because they like to crack them open. Hmm. Cool. I'm right there with you. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh hell yeah i i've always liked that crows are one of like the few animals that know how to make and use tools um i always i love hearing like learning facts about an animal and being like okay like that's what's gonna kill us someday good to know (laughs) yeah crows are smart yeah crow's gonna learn how to use a gun and it's over for us (laughs) yeah i think that's it for questions for us so Marn, do you want to get into this uh, very fun YouTube video you sent me? Yeah, let's do it. So, Catastrophe Crow is like a weird little ARG project made by Adam Butcher, who you may know from the, the YouTube video Internet Story, which is like his one thing that he made that went viral. Um, if you don't know Internet Story, you should go watch it. It's like less than 10 minutes. It's very good. What is what is Internet Story? Uh, Internet Story is a like flash animated thing that he, he like wrote and directed about someone is telling the story of like this this web page of a guy looking um, who has like hidden money somewhere in like the English countryside like he's buried a bunch of money and he is leaving clues for people to find it basically. Um, okay. And it is the story of like one, uh, like one forum user, or like YouTube, uh, user who like went on this quest to find this buried money, basically. Cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's good. Uh, go watch it. <laughs> it it it's also a little bit like creepy. Okay. So so yeah, so that is the thing that you you may know Adam Butcher from, and so last year, almost exactly a year ago. Uh, he put up this video called What Happened to Crow 64, which I sent you. <laughs> yeah, you sent me this video and it's very cool because it's set up as if it's just a like pretty standard, uh, hey, I'm a guy on the internet making gaming videos who found a cartridge for an old video game uh, kind of video. And like the first half of it is pretty straightforward, like here's the game and why no one's ever heard of it. And here's what Mm -hmm. you might know it and blah, blah, blah. Here's a history of the game. And then he's going to let's get a little bit of the gameplay. Uh, And the gameplay is just like straight up a fake game. Majora's masking itself. I think it's a really cool video. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Uh, If, if you haven't seen it, just like pause the episode and go watch it. It's like 13 minutes long. Yeah, it's there'll be a it. link. There'll be a link in the show notes. And uh, I think that like, at the very least, watch that video just to get a vibe for yeah. or at least watch the first half if you're like me and don't want to get spooked. Uh, but just like to know what we're dealing with, because uh, yeah. it's a very cool video. Uh, the N64 era, an innocent time. The 3D platformer was king. And out of the dozens of so-called Mario clones, my three favorites still hold up. But what if I told you there was one more forgotten game on that list? A game that never had a chance to enter our childhoods. A game that fell into more than just development hell. And a game that cost its troubled creator everything. The game I'm talking about is Catastrophe Crow. Yeah, and then, so so this came out, and then gradually people started to notice that there was like, a bunch of weird stuff in the video on like freeze frames and like because because originally people were like oh okay it's like it's like a creepy video and like that's basically all there is like it's it's creepy gameplay footage haha whatever Mm -hmm. um 
<clears throat> and then people were like, oh, there's, like, actually a bunch that we can, like, dig into this and, like, f- and like figure out, like, there's a lot in here. So Adam, as himself in this video, talks about how uh, this was basically, like a, like, a Super Mario 64 clone called Catastrophe Crow the the like production got pushed off like a bunch and it eventually became like lost media because the game never got a proper release um and the the developer manfred lorenz went like mysteriously missing um and and was like presumed dead i think yeah it had like a a big like a, a basically a breakdown while working on the game and then took a boat out to sea and then they found the boat but not him and no one ever found the game yep at four minutes and twenty seconds in the video, you see a note that he that was found on his boat, um, and people were able to translate it. I believe it's in German. Yeah, and people were able to translate it, uh, and it says, "Marta, you are always in the right, and remain it till the last day. It's impossible to look into people's heads to decode their behavior to find out why we are so cruel to one another. We both did what we thought was right, and yet we could accuse one another of insanity. You have only taken from me, and I from you. So the world can remain open. My path is set in place. I have finally gone home. Good stuff. Wonderful stuff. Glad to kick off October. Yeah." Uh, there's also, uh, it shows, uh, forum posts by, like, an anonymous developer, um, who mentions, like, if you, if you pause the video to read, um, it mentions, like, weird glitches in the game, they felt like they were being followed, um, and, like, the early levels were not working right. Mm Mm-hmm. And it shows the developer cartridge, which, like, Adam Butcher is, like, yeah, like, this this developer sent me, or, like, I got my hands on a dev cartridge, um, and it has, like, all of the build dates on it, um, and it, and then when he opens up the game, um, at five minutes and 30 seconds into the video, uh, there's, like, a mysterious note that appears on the screen for, like, hmm. a split second. It is just, like, a line of, like, gibberish text and then a bunch of blocks that show where words should be. Mm-hmm. And people... We're going to come back to that because people realized that it was actually a note uh, in Cypher, but they were like, okay, we don't have what we can, like, fill us in with yet, so... Okay, cool. So we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so then he goes into playing the game itself. Uh, the game is very weird. Um, he doesn't do a lot of voiceover over the game, which makes it a lot creepier. Because he's like, oh, I'll put in a, I'll put in the voiceover afterwards. And then there's just, like, nothing. There's just <laughs> silence as this game yeah. plays, yeah. Um, and then people start to realize that some of the stuff that appears in the game is actually ciphertext. Um, there is, uh, you see, like, a crow typing on a computer, and people realize that it's in Visionaire Cypher, um, and then there's also this cypher, uh, that is called Crow Language, which is, like, a custom, um, letter replacement cypher, which I believe they found a key to in a later video i'm almost certain oh cool okay didn't have to brute force that um but it's basically just like a a custom um like uh like letter replacement that they found a a key for 
But yeah, so a lot of this, they didn't really have the tools to decode at first. Um, And then later videos, spoiler, there are more videos, um, (laughs) gave them basically the keys to it. Um, So the Visionaire Cipher actually has three different keywords uh, that can that you can use to solve um, any given like visionaire thing. Um, so the, the functional keywords are Nils, Thea, and Crow. Um, and Nils and Thea are the names of Manfred's kids. And so the first visionaire bit is actually in his note that he wrote to his wife. Uh, there's like a string of numbers on the top and the numbers are the visionaire cipher. And in the visionaire cipher, it either reads, if you decode it with the with the keyword nils, it reads, nils, I'm alive. Uh, if you decode it with Thea, it says, is not for you. And if you decode it hmm. uh, as crow, it says, for other kin. Wild. Yep. It's cool that you're telling me all this, because I watched this video, and I knew that there was an ARG, but I didn't notice anything like this. Yeah, the custom ciphers are, like, my favorite part of this because they're so wild. Like, I until I started, like, following this, I had never heard of a visionaire cipher that you could decode, like, three separate ways. Yeah. Like, there are a couple, there were a couple spots in the video where I was like, I bet that could be a thing. But, like, I, I thought that the video did a really good job of just making it look like just gibberish or just a, you know, just a glitch. And so yeah. I think that, like... I like having an ARG that that works like your 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 kickoff video also just works as a YouTube video on its own. Yeah, I agree. I I really like it where like the trailhead is it 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 stands on its own as a video and then kind of like when you start digging more into it it's like, "Oh, okay, this is like cool like extra extra stuff that like I maybe necessarily need to understand what's going on here, but like it's it's cool." mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, so yeah, and then and then when uh when the father crow is showed uh, typing numbers into a computer, it decodes to either uh, for Nils it's please remember me, for Thea it's this is for another, and for Crow it's message not for you. Okay, do we? Sorry, who are Nils and Thea? Uh, Nils and Thea, I think we find out either in this video or later are Manfred's kids. Um, who? Okay. Were ye- uh Thea, I think, is the older one. So um, I th- I think it might be... I know that I kind of glossed over what this video was when, I was ex- when we were explaining it before. For anyone that didn't watch the video, I think that it might be a good idea to do a deep dive just to get, like, the plot elements from that video set out loud here. Yeah, we should probably talk about that. So, yeah, so the, the game as Adam Butcher plays it is about this, like, child crow... Um, whose arm is like bandaged, um, looking for their father in an office building. Um, and like the when the game starts, it says like, uh, he's not been home for days. Maybe he'll talk to you. Um, and mm-hmm. it like in the office building, you can like jump into computers and stuff, and like go to like different mini worlds. Like it, it's a Super Mario sixty four like clone, basically. Right. And then it. The end, some weird stuff happens. <laughs> there's like, so there's like, 
you see a scene with the father crow like standing over an open grave and the gravestone says crow mm-hmm. there's like a, a scene in the house like where the the crow turns around and walks instead of into the office building into a house um and becomes the older like father crow and mm-hmm. walks up the stairs and like there is a gross destroyed crow on like life support in a hospital bed and then the room starts filling with water and Mm -hmm. it's like super implied that manford made this game because one of his kids died yeah so what i what i got out of this whole thing is that like uh manford is making this video game and then from what i could tell and just like the language in the video i think so the so the crow is named or like named after a character that his daughter made the catastrophe yeah. crow, and I didn't realize he had two kids. So my read of this might be off, but the way that I understood the game was that uh, I I assume that she fell down the stairs and was brutally injured through it. Whether that's like on I guess on life support or. Um, and died in the process because of it. Yeah. And then from there, his he starts off with him like happy at work, and there's like a chart that things are looking up, and then like you go back to work and things are looking down, and the office is bad, and then we see him on the boat as he like jumps holding the work in his hand, which I assume is the video game. Um, and so like that's that's kind of how I read the video of just his daughter dies during the making of this game after a tragic accident and then he can't finish the game and then i guess the game takes on a life of its own and recreates that story here within itself yeah (laughs) and yeah and like you learn from this like anonymous developers post that like well it's implied at least that like he was making this game for his daughter and then like she died Mm -hmm. in in the making of it and he like kind of became obsessed with with making it um Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah he also has another another kid which we'll talk about okay um but he does he does have a daughter named thea uh who either was like brutally injured or died during the making of this game um and he has another kid named nils um who we'll learn more about in a little bit but yeah uh so the the first uh the first message on like the the guy typing on the computer says uh nils please remember me thea this is for another crow message not for you um and then shortly afterwards uh a text box in the crow language cipher shows up that says i am in hell fun okay um i forget if it's in this video or in or another one um, but it also, I think it's in the Adam Butcher one, talks about this game was supposed to have something called, like, the, like, Eternal Resurrection Engine in it. Yeah, they did say that it had some weird cryptic named something in it. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it definitely sounded like, I don't know, when people talked about, like, the Sega Genesis having blast processing or whatever, where I was just like, yeah. okay, this is probably something important that it's, like, there's something weird in this game that they want to be cool. Because someone else said that, like, there's something in the game that we didn't put in there. Yeah. Or something he, along he, like, those lines. Yeah, he, like, talks about it, like, being beyond a game and, like... 
I'm looking through this uh, the Google yeah. Doc, and it's unfortunate that like they never just give like a here's a video and a brief I description. Know. It's just like let's go blow by blow and talk about everything from a like overall. We know everything, so let's talk about everything in the present tense, like wiki yeah. style thing. Unfortunately. Oh, I can't find what it's called. Whatever. I, it's okay. it's like something resurrection something. Um. Anyway, the implication was that like the whole thing is about his dead daughter. Um. Mm-hmm. That who like he never got over. Um. Kind of like his his daughter getting like horribly horribly injured while he was like in the middle of like obsessing over this game for her. Um. So that's the theme that is going to be running through all of this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then and then you see like the the father crow. You see very plainly like he is carrying computer equipment and like jumps off the boat. Um, you see, uh, the the like the gravestone. Um, Adam playing as the crow tries to uh, jump into the grave and then can't. Um, and then you you see the the father crow fall down the stairs and like be approached by like these two weird creatures yeah i hated that scene yep uh we're gonna see more of those guys oh goody he goes into the house and in the in the child's room you can see like the actual child drawings like early in the video they show his daughter's like drawing of the catastrophe crow and you see that in the in the room Mm -hmm. um in the game and then uh, there, there are more. There's like one that shows like two adults and two children, which is like his family. Uh, okay. There's one that shows uh, a doctor, Mr. Crow, and an MRI machine. Uh, there's one that shows um, the crow in a wheelchair being struck by lightning, and then there's one that shows the crow uh, being carried on a stretcher. Okay. So that's fun. <laughs> hmm. It's it's weird to look at some of these because you're just like, yeah, he's in a wheelchair struck by lightning. He's the catastrophe crow. Yeah, but like, you know. Ugh. <laughs> um, so then people started actually looking this game up, uh, wondering if there was like any more information on it. And they found that a bunch of other YouTube channels had uploaded little Let's Play videos of it. Oh, really? Yes. There were, hold on, there's like four distinct channels, all apparently independent of each other, had uh, had all uploaded clips of Catastrophe Crow. Wild. Uh, there's 3D Platformers, New Zealand, Childhood Memories 64, uh, Nintendo 64, Long Lost Lore, and 90s Retro Gaming Fred. <laughs> Oh no! There's there's one more. There's a N64 Excavation Man, um, and all of these were uh, YouTube channels uh, with that had like uploaded maybe like one video of like let's play this obscure Nintendo 64 game like a couple years ago, and then like suddenly started uploading Catastrophe Crow videos. <laughs> Like, they all have, like, one video that's, like, two years old of, like, let's play Gex, and then pivot immediately (laughs) into Catastrophe Crow. Wild. I wonder if he knew these people, or if they just, uh, I don't know, reached out to people who were like, hey, would you be willing to, like, do a thing for a project I'm working on? That's really cool. 
I assume they're all channels that like he made uh, a couple years ago and just like uploaded one video on. Wow. Uh, like while he's like when he started working on this. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Catastrophe Crow anime opening. Oh my god. Oh, and there was also a Ultra sixty four forever. Uh, who will become imported. Okay. Uh, so people were like, oh, all right, we have all of these, like, three-minute long... Th- so they all had clips of the game. They were all, like, one to five minutes long kind of clips to sift through. And the first one that was found was from 3D Platformers New Zealand, and it's just called Catastrophe Crow N64. So we're at work. But yeah, they're they're all, like... Phone is ringing. They're all gameplay videos of, like, different parts of the game basically and are these the same is this the same video that we saw in the other like overall video or is this different no they're all they're all new like they're all completely new gameplay videos cool okay all right we went up an elevator now we're walking down a hallway are you setting me up to get jump scared marn no okay well you say that and then a noise just went off okay there's a computer yelling morse code at me okay the background through the windows is real trippy. Yeah. I don't like it. Oh, and now we can't escape. It's just this hallway now. Cool. Yeah, so, like, the crow goes upstairs in the office building and gets trapped in this, like, endlessly looping hallway with uh, two computers that are playing Morse code. Yeah. The the Morse code is in crow language, but it translates to one I made myself. One I made myself. Okay. So remember how that, like, letter at the beginning had a bunch of blank spaces and people were like, we could fill in these blank spaces if we had the the words to do it. Well, we're oh. going to get the words. <laughs> um, there's also, uh, at the beginning, uh, he goes, uh, the crow goes up to a desk uh, and there's a family portrait with four people in it. And people are like, oh, it's probably, like, Manfred's family. Mm-hmm. When... He starts to walk away from the picture. It becomes a picture of uh, the father crow and uh, Mr. Crow, who, like, Catastrophe Crow, um, alongside uh, two of, like, the weird entity shapes okay. from, from, the, from the videos. And people are like, okay, that's weird. <laughs> uh, but, like, con- confirmation, basically, that... Uh, that Father Crow and Crow are meant to be Manfred and uh, Thea. Right. Okay. So when a, when a message is in the game to Crow, is that supposed to be to Manfred? Maybe. Okay. It's unclear. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. The next one has um, another, like, custom cipher in it, basically. Okay. Um, there's, like, a... There's a part... It's at, like, 115 where he's, like walking through a tunnel and he starts picking up these collectibles and each one of them makes a custom sound. Okay. And people were like, well, that seems like a very specific and weird sequence of sounds. Yeah. I feel like I recognize one or two of those. Yeah. They're all just like stock, uh, like sound effect noises. Yeah. Uh, there's like a camera shutter. There's like an electricity zap. Anyway, in the next video, well, (laughs) If you skip, uh, so the next one is called Catastrophe Crow Underground Level, mm-hmm. um, and if you skip like forty-five, like fifty seconds in, there's a part where he, 
uh, Crow directly just like walks around a life-size keyboard and every letter makes one of those noises. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> That's funny. This is really funny. Yeah, and a lot of the video is just like the player walking around this keyboard. Okay. And it looks like he's got 10 minutes to write out a specific message. Yeah. Um, and then when he does, the like computer screen opens up and you see the father crow's head like rotating wildly inside of the screen. Gotcha. I Feel free to tell me, shut up, and that's a spoiler. Is there an actual playable Catastrophe Crow out here now? Or like made as part of this game or is it all just in these videos oh boy we will talk about it okay <laughs> <laughs> um and so people were able to translate uh the the sound cipher in uh in the video that's just called video uh into crow language that translates to this is only for your little brother now hmm uh, and the keyboard cipher, uh, the 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 inputs on the keyboard in the keyboard video, uh, translate from crow language to "Please forgive me, both of you." Cool. Yeah. Uh, and the next video, which is just called "Catastrophe Crow N64 Playthrough," is where they actually got the key to crow language. Um, there. Uh, there's a bunch of other stuff hidden in this video as well. Okay. Um, but the the key directly... Um, so the, the way they were able to get the key for this was um, it shows the pause screen in the video. And it's the... I think it's the first... Get, it's the first video that actually shows the pause screen. Um, and it shows it at 30 seconds into the video in English... And then at three minutes into the video, it shows it in crow language. And you mm. basically they were able to use that as kind of their Rosetta Stone to brute force the rest of the alphabet. Sure. Okay. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, because like the, the original says like pause, return to game, view totals, help, save and quit. And from that, they were able to get basically like half the alphabet. Um and they also found an interesting thing, which is that uh, in Crow language, Thea encodes to Crow, Crow encodes to Nils, and Nils encodes to Thea. That's very cool. It is very cool. <laughs> I I have to assume that was intentional. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea how they figured out that's possible. Also, there are six people viewing this Google Doc right now. Are those all you? Uh, three of them are me, yes. Okay. <laughs> There are two other people viewing this document right now. So that's uh, Nils and Thea watching along with us. <laughs> uh, there's also in, in this uh, N64 playthrough video, uh, the graph board in the office now has letters uh, on it. And if you overlay uh, the graph from the original video over top of it, uh, it pinpoints certain letters uh, that translate to I ran and now... Okay. And the next video uh, is called CC64 Menu, uh, which is basically just, it shows off the menu screen. Um, but the first thing that happens is that um, 
the the person controlling it turns the crow around, but the house that's supposed to be there isn't. Um, so then they pull up the menu, and you see them do a bunch of like weird inputs on the controller, um, because they like they pull up like the controller test, um, and the inputs are a code because uh, use. So it types it out in crow language, but it uses the start button as S, the A, B buttons as A and B, uh, the analog C buttons as C, and the left shoulder button as L. But then it also uses the uh, the control stick to draw out letters. Huh. So you have to like actually watch what they're inputting with the control stick. That's cool. It's it it's very cool. Uh, and it translates to, I was too afraid. I was too afraid. Awesome. Uh, it was also found that there is a weird sound that plays in the, in the menu screen, uh, and people were able to decode it to binary and then base 64 and then to a, like, extremely pixelated image of a skull. (laughs) Neat. Love that. Love all of this. Love haunted video games. It seems fine. And and the next two videos that were found were a Let's Play uh, uploaded in two parts. Uh, there's Let's Play Catastrophe Crow episode uh, 64, episode 1, and episode 2. Uh, episode 1, uh, it pretty much immediately off the bat shows the same uh, office scene from the first video that was found, except the family photo is missing. Hmm. Okay. And it seems like the the player knows that it should be there because they like hop around on the desk for a little bit, uh, and they try to speak to the empty chair, uh, which gets them a message in crow language that says, "I dreamed of you playing this one day." Hmm. Oh, the chair follows them. Yeah. Oh, that's creepy. I'm 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 watching these as we're talking. That's a creepy detail that the chair, like, turns and follows them as they go. Yeah. Uh, and then they jump through a portal into the forest world, and they walk across a bridge, and the bridge, like, forms the shape of different letters uh, that translate to, but you never will. Hmm. Also, the only music in, like, the forest level is just, like, distant drumming, which is horrifying. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of this. And then we get to, like, my favorite thing that happens uh, at, like, 2 minutes and 58 seconds into this video. 2.58? If I get jump scared, I swear to God, Marn finds a mirror and then starts glitching out. Then are we still the crow? Is this a different crow? It's a different crow. Okay. Because it doesn't have the, it doesn't have the, um... The little bandage? The little bandage. Yeah. The drumming stopped. We're wandering through, picking up coins. We go to the dock. There's a crow in the water. It says, you always looked alike. Of course I remember you. The video glitched and says, you love to count and sing your name round and round. Of course I remember you. 
Well, that's creepy as hell. I hated that, Marn. Thank you. Yeah. I The first time I like watched <laughs> all of these videos in sequence, I got to the mirror part, and I was like, oh, this is dope as hell. I love this. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> we both we we both watch things and have the same reaction but our what's the wording i'm looking for here we react to the same moments and it's just the opposite exact reaction where we're both like this is cool i hate it and you're like this is cool i love it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so the the like the player uh catastrophe crow walks up to the mirror and it glitches out and then uh the a new crow is there uh with the people who uh have done like dives into this arg called brother crow because it's not like the same model that's used for either catastrophe crow or uh father crow okay Uh, so they're like okay probably meant to represent nils because uh father crow says like you looked alike of course i remember you Mm -hmm. um and then in episode two of this let's play um there is another message in crow language there's like a bit i think like halfway into the video where they like go up and interact with an item this is in the episode two yeah there's like a a bit where they interact with a teddy bear item um and the text box is just like full of static um but it but people took the text box into a um into like a an image editor and they found that there is actually text inside of the the like static noise in there mm. uh and it translates to i am sorry i could not be with you in the end hmm. okay oh yep that's that's creepy static okay yeah and they found that the uh the noise that plays when that text box comes up uh, is actually binary code, and it decodes to a picture of an onk. An onk? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, and the next video is Catastrophe Crow N64 Gameplay. This one has music in it, but it slows and distorts as the video goes on, which sucks to awesome. listen to. Love that. Love a video... A video game music where it just gets bad the uh-huh. longer you listen to it uh and there's like a a bit like a minute in where uh catastrophe crow like sees a boat in the distance and like starts walking across a invisible path to like get to this boat and the music just like totally fades out and all you hear is like wind blowing yeah they collect the boat and then turn around to see um there's this like word block pyramid uh behind them and the the pyramid is actually a message in crow language Mm -hmm. uh, that says please forgive me my little crow okay so are we supposed to take that when something is written in crow language it is it's talking as the crow not to the crow right Everything that's in crow language is basically going to slot into that, like, mystery letter from the beginning. Sure. Oh, oh, Um, right, right, right. Okay. And which, uh, I will read in full in, in a moment. Um, actually, I think at this point they have, they have completed it. 
That might be true. Hold on. Um, yeah, I think at this point they had all of the, um, all of the stuff that they needed to complete it. And the full note with all of the stuff in it said, uh... Dearest Thea, I am sorry I could not be with you in the end. I was too afraid. I ran and now I am in hell, one I made myself. I dreamed of you playing this one day, but you never will. Please forgive me, my little crow. Please forgive me, both of you, Dad. This is only for your little brother now. Hmm. I For a second, I was like, that's rude. Why is it not for her anymore? And then I remembered that she's dead. So it's not like <laughs> you don't get to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Some of the letters were like blocked out in that note, and those letters read "Dearest Nils." Okay. Uh, the next video is called "Forest Level." I love the forest level. Uh huh. Forest levels in games are usually bad, right? They're always like, "Forest is going to be boring. What do we need to do? Well, we need to add fog." Okay. Well, if it's going to be foggy, might as well make it spooky. Let's add some like real scary music to it. Perfect. All right. Maybe add some creepy enemies, too. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, this one is also one of my favorites, because at a five, at, at like 50-ish seconds in, uh, Catastrophe Crow encounters the mirror again. Oh, I love the mirror. I, I just clicked a point in the video where he walks up, sees the mirror, and then turns and goes a different direction. And I'm just like, ah, finally I walk through. I be- Jesus, there's something coming out of the mirror. <laughs> There is a creature that comes out of the mirror that is known by the ARG players as Crawler. Yeah, those are the creepy things that, like, crawled toward the floor, or crawled toward the crow when it was laying on the ground in the first video because it had fallen down the stairs. And I assume that they're also the things that took Thea away in the end of that video because it's the same kind of spooky dude so i'm sure they represent kid death which is a great thing for a video game yeah um and then and then uh Katachari crow turns into brother crow mm-hmm. um and collects a little like cartridge or tombstone shaped collectible uh and returns to the office and then farther into the video uh gets the uh gets a collectible at the top of the office building like flies up to the top of the office building gets a key collectible and then when uh brother crow gets the key collectible the key to the visionaire cipher flashes on on the screen Hmm. for like a prolonged period of time can you imagine being a crow that wanders through a forest and uh picks up a tombstone and is maybe replaced with your own brother. Uh, and at the end of all that, you have to go back to work. I know. Uh, after the visionary thing where uh, the brother crow looks up at the skybox and you can see that it's like weirdly in the shape of a pyramid. Um, and people took note of that because like in some of the articles that are shown in uh in Adam Butcher's video, uh, it mentions, like, there's, like, a sci-fi pyramid level that's, like, never seen uh, huh. in any of these videos. And so people were like, 
oh, maybe all of this takes place like inside the pyramid. That would be weird. Wild. Okay. And yeah, and he and then like he lands on the ground off the top of the office building uh, and like walks through the map and enters through this like weird gate, then kind of like walks into this like really dark area. And that's uh, that's kind of like the end of the uh, the video. He like walks into this like really weird, like darkly lit, distorted area and like a weird noise plays uh which decodes into a bitmap image of Manfred on his boat that has already been shown um in uh in the Adam Butcher video Jesus okay uh there's also a weird static pattern that appears towards the end of the video uh, that decodes into a very, very tiny binary version of the original Catastrophe Crow drawing. Huh. Wild. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff packed into these videos. Yeah, so all of these dropped on um on the same day, I think. Jesus, okay. They, they all they all or they were all found um October twenty twenty. Okay. And the last one that was found was someone had, I guess, noticed that um, Manfred Lorenz in, like, one of the fake, like, Nintendo Power articles or whatever in Adam Butcher's um, video is Mm -hmm. credited as uh, being a composer for a fake game called Ocean Quest. Okay. And someone uh searched up ocean quest on youtube and they found uh a video called ocean uh or end credit soundtrack 1995 uh, which is the end credit soundtrack of ocean quest hmm okay um and the video starts out with 26 distinct tones i wonder what those are gonna map to i know uh which people deduced Pretty quickly, word alphabet. (laughs) And from there, they were able to decode the other tones in the video to read, Thea Nils Nils Marta Manfred, thanks for playing. Okay. And so people were like, well, maybe that's it. All right. Well, good. Yeah, we did it. (laughs) Until that channel... uh, Ultra 64 Forever uploaded again on October 29th. Is this the one that's just an underscore? Yeah. Uh, there there are two videos uh, that went up on October 29th and November 4th, and they were both titled just underscores. Uh, the first one is a still image of the forest level. Uh-huh. With a crow just uh, you... looking at you. Yep. Just hanging out. Uh, and the second one is also a still image of the forest level. Oh, but it's a spooky nighttime now. Great. Yeah. Uh, and the second one, which is uploaded uh, on November 4th, uh, has tones in it from like the same Ocean Quest uh, code that translate to I remain. Is it getting darker or are my eyes messed up? Yeah, it's getting darker. Okay, good. Yeah, it it gets darker and darker until it's eventually like a black screen. Okay, I remain. Yeah. Spooky. Okay. 
spooky as hell. Uh, and so from there, people are like, okay, well, this doesn't really, like, tell us anything. Um, and then they found the Twitter account of one of the devs who had worked on Catastrophe Crow, uh, Ulri- Ulrich Adderman, uh, on November 15th, uh, tweeted, um... After renewed interest in Catastrophe Crow, I found several documents from my Opus days. Maybe some of you find them interesting. And it has uh, a document dated March 2001, as well as some 3D models. And March 2001, uh, notably, is the month that the the dev team was laid off uh, for Catastrophe Crow. Okay. Um, And uh, some of the text on it uh says manfred are you reading this uh <laughs> on on the uh on the first page which is uh a list of known issues that say uh textures missing texture swaps music missing hub world third floor missing hub world fourth floor missing image files output as audio model displacement sfx missing <laughs> intermittent music missing intermittent text value change level connection swapped dust disappear hp at zero fall through floor clipping hub first floor forest irregular geometry manfred are you reading this <laughs> enemies static look only ers memory corruption dialogue test missing okay so yeah ers is the eternal return system um and then it has some uh models of forest enemies like the monk the flying fish and the trees which are just trees with eyes on them oh creepy and it has a picture of the office building that says build texture corruption question mark hmm i i think it's really funny that this is like a memo center on the office it's basically like hey guys our game feels like it's a haunted majora's mask situation what happened here (laughs) hey we're getting some weird audio glitches can someone i one of the things that uh kind of bugged me about the original video is that like it kind of loses sight of the fact that like a game like this is made by a team of people it's not just one person going in and mucking with this especially if they own a big studio like Mm -hmm. an audio department signed off on all the audio things uh but it's very funny that now we're getting a memo that's just like hey did the audio department sign off on all these weird audio things i (laughs) this is great i like this a lot uh, and so then uh, Ulrich uploaded on the 19th and uh, showed pictures of a console and said, I have also retrieved this from storage. Unfortunately, not powering on. I suspect several components need replacing. Keep you posted. And hmm. then uh, the Ultra 64 Forever uh, channel uh, uploaded another video that is just called Dot, which shows a gameplay of Father Crow uh, walking up to a teddy bear uh, and then um, it goes through like a weird transformation from uh, from Katachiri Crow into Brother Crow into the into the teddy bear and there's no music again there's just like a weird intermittent drumming (laughs) um i don't know which is worse no music or creepy drumming music yeah and so the the creepy drumming turned out to be binary code uh that decodes to an image of a key 
Uh, and the tags on this video are all live on things somehow. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, on November 29th, uh, Ulrich uploaded more photocopies from his last year at Opus, uh, which are more game models, uh, silver coins, some screens from the game, uh, the chess pieces that you see hopping around in some places in the game. Um, there were like maps of like, there was like a potential build map uh, that showed like the different assets that needed to be in the hub world and stuff like that. Um, and then on December 5th, uh, Ulrich tweeted, got it working, uploaded entire workstation here. Hmm. 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 And a link to a, a, like, a mega upload folder. Okay. Oh, people also found that um, the Ultra 64 Forever uh, YouTube channel had some, like, weird stuff on it. Um, so people kind of intermittently between these, like, weird information drops... Um, were able to look at the channels that had uploaded and find some weird stuff. Um, they found that uh, Ultra 64 Forever had a base 64 string in their description uh, that decodes to the same photo that is on the desk in one of the videos. Um, and they also found that... Um, Childhood Memory 64 had a channel description that said, remember this cheat code, and then a string of letters, um, and if you put, or a string of numbers, and then the, if you put the numbers through the Visioneer cipher uh, using the keyword nils, um, mm -hmm. the result was join emails in order. Um, and they also found that if you joined parts of the channel names, uh, N64 exclamation excavation man, 90s retro gaming Fred, N64 long lost lore, and 3D platformers NZ. If you uh, join the last word of all of them, you get Manfred Lorenz. Ha! Huh. That's very cute. Good job. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, so then Ulrich, uh, as people were, like, kind of digging into all of this, like, niche stuff, uh, Ulrich posted this uh, mega upload download. Um, and it was, uh, it had a password protected ROM file, um, audio assets, image assets, and screenshots of uh, Catastrophe Crow. Uh, all of which has its own sub-document. Thank you, people from the Catastrophe Crow subreddit, this <laughs> document I am using. And... Bu -bu 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 -bu, it's loading. All of these docs are like 70 pages long, so they take a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, Opus Workstation Finding and Analysis. I remember like... 
being actually on the subreddit the night this dropped and it was like everyone was like freaking the fuck out (laughs) (laughs) i didn't realize you played this one or you were following it when it came out yeah i i wasn't like playing it playing it i was just kind of following the subreddit because i had watched the original video i think someone might have like sent me the original video and i was interested in it so yeah so there were two folders uh in there was an assets folder with two folders that said uh audio and image um and the audio folder had music and sound effects in it um it had just like a incredible amount of like there were like tracks for every single instrument in every in every single music track um there was sound effects for every single thing um in like the hub world and like collecting items and stuff um all of the audio was found to look normal except for one uh file called like atmos pyramid uh, which people found was the weird sound that uh, could be reconstructed into a picture of Manfred uh, on his boat. Okay. Um, but if you contrasted it pixel by pixel with the version from the original video, um, some of the pixels were miscolored into a message that said goodbye. <laughs> cool. 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 <laughs> Um, the images folder had a bunch of images for like the portals and the coin. Um, it had like all of the text for the game. Um, it had the letter blocks. Uh, four of the letter blocks had like weird metadata uh, in them and could be rearranged into uh, the word home. And then um saved as like so four of the blocks were like weirdly corrupted and you had to rearrange them in the order home and it would form like base 64 fragments and then it would let you save it i'm not completely sure what that was about Hmm. um in the miscellaneous folder uh, there was a folder named Capture and a text file named Re-Catastrophe Crow Design, uh, which had a text file that had um, a email from Tobias Jansen to Manfred Lorenz, um, mlorenz at opusinteractive.net. Uh, Tobias Jansen's uh, was evidently from Nintendo Europe. Uh, and the email said, uh, Dear Mr. Lorenz, thank you for your patience in this matter. We are able to share your designs and documents with Nintendo Japan and can confirm that your character Crow can proceed without alteration. Your concerns re- regarding the similarities in eye design with that of the Mario 3D model were noted, but were agreed <laughs> to be coincidental. Mr. Miyamoto wished to tell you that he very much enjoyed the character and wishes you the best of luck with the project. I am here if you have any questions. Best wishes, Tobias Jansen, Nintendo of Europe. Hmm. Um, and people found uh, that the uh, Opus Interactive uh, .net domain didn't actually lead anywhere. Um, I believe it does now, just because um, someone snagged it after <laughs> after they realized it was available. 
<laughs> the actual email address uh, of Manfred Lorenz at opusinteractive.net uh, only ever replied to two emails. It only replied with the Japanese kanji for the word crow to two <laughs> emails. Was that Karasu? I think so. I've seen anime. I know how this works. <laughs> Um, and then there were, in the captured file, there were, like, different screen caps of the game as well. Okay. And then there was a build folder Ooh. Uh, that contained a file titled cc64.rom. And it was a zip file uh, that was password protected. Okay. And the password, I believe they brute forced it. I <laughs> I just like going off of what I remember from like reading the Reddit that evening. I sure they brute forced it. Uh, the password was onk three three four zero zero seven four two four untomb. Um. Okay. Very easy to to brute force. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and it had a bunch of game assets in it. Uh, and a text file that said uh, uh, Opus Interactive 1996-1999 object-oriented development tool and game engine for use with the Nintendo 64 and forthcoming Nintendo 64 DD systems 3D real-time rendering improved draw distance, enhanced frame rate custom shadow projection procedural generation, integration with Adobe Photoshop 4.0, infinite (laughs) possibilities, developed by Opus Interactive Okay um, and it also had a project in Unity that you could actually like open. Uh, it so the the folder itself was like full of Unity project files, basically. Okay. And I believe that you could actually um, like open open the game in Unity and like fuck around in it. Neat. Yeah. So is there a? I don't really know how Unity works. Is it like a playable version of the game? Or is it just like a development test environment? Yeah, so it's it's basically like you can open like the assets and like kind of click around and interact with them, but it's not like it's not really like a playable game. It's like you can fuck around and look at the different items from the game basically. Sure, okay. Still, that's um, really cool. Yeah, like there's one that's just like, if you open it, it's just, it's a bunch of like unlabeled letter blocks um, and people realize that they, uh, like they spell Nils, Thea, and Crow. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's one that is the camera flying through a bunch of chess pawns. um, And if you count the number of pawns in each row and interpret it as a letter it says i am sorry all of you okay there is uh one that has like a bunch of arches in it and on top of each arch is like a teddy bear and if you take like the texture of each bear it spells out the word leap okay and there's like one where you can actually like walk through the forest as the as catastrophe crow i'm good um <laughs> and uh and the trees like will rotate to look at you as you walk around. Awesome. Love that. Love that. Love it. Love it. Oh, that's the good stuff. Yeah. I remember uh when this came out and people were like freaking out that they could actually play the game. Which is fun. <laughs> it's cool. It is. And then people found 
like weird hints of a cipher like on on part of the map there was uh like a string of numbers and symbols on the wall um and they found that like on the computer the code had changed um and if you kind of like combine those two uh it it tr- it was like a weird substitution cipher um that uh that translated to nils i'm alive and please find me hmm okay is this this is the first time that we've seen that he's alive right mm-hmm i mean it was sort of implied but yeah this is the first time a that... little implied but this is the first time it's like hello i'm alive yeah cool after people uh got in touch with Ulrich on uh on twitter and gave him the password uh he released uh on archive.org the the soundtrack to catastrophe crow and two files uh there were two files called dialogue mother crow um Hmm. or there was one there was one file called dialogue mother crow uh which is the sound that plays over uh when the game says he hasn't been home like maybe you can talk to him or whatever it says okay um and there's a sound called ers start which was eternal revival system start right uh which plays in a couple places throughout the the videos um and people were like oh maybe that's like the startup sound for the eternal revival system the other thing that happened on the day that this unity dump came out was um Ultra 64 Forever put out another video uh, that was just called Dot. Um, And it was similar to the previous video in that it was Father Crow starts uh, staring at the teddy bear. Um, There is... You hear the static that, like, translates to the pyramid, uh, like, little images of a pyramid and an onk. Um, And then... Father Crow like flies through a bunch of different stages of the game. Hmm. Just like fucking ascends. <laughs> which which video is this? Here I'll link I'll link you. It's the last one in the playlist. Okay, is this just the dot? Yeah. Oh, good music already. You love to hear it. I don't know if it's just it's not just my podcaster rain, but anytime audio gets glitchy, it activates my fight or flight. <laughs> Huh. We've just ascended into the white void. Okay. And that included a couple levels that we haven't seen in the game, but that were in the original video. Yeah. Um, and the the glitchy sound that plays at the end is the ERS start sound. Okay. Um, and the t- and the tags on this video are and feared have leap long so the you. And people figured out that if you took those tags and rearranged them and uh, kind of mesh them with the previous video's tags, uh, they were a message that said, uh, all things must live on somehow, and so long you have feared the leap. Huh. And people kind of theorized that this uh, signified that due to player interaction, like, Manfred had been inside the game, but, like, the uh the like eternal revival system activated and like freed him from the game okay just now that it's like out in the world he's like awaking again 
Yeah. Huh. Well, way to way to mess that up, developer. Yeah. So the last thing that kind of happened with this, uh, where people thought it might be getting more into like arg stuff, and then it kind of fizzled out and like stopped being really anything. Okay. Um, was so they had gotten a hint that was Nils, I'm alive, find me. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They had also gotten a hint. Uh, that said join emails in order um and they knew that um every uh all four of the youtube channels that um that had uh pieces of manfred's name in them had uh fake email addresses on their about page okay um and so they were able to join all of those email addresses in order uh, and find the actual email address. Okay. In mid-October, people started emailing this uh, this address, um, and they eventually got replies back that said, who is it? Um, and someone, and, and one player replied back with Nils, because they were like, okay, we know that Nils is supposed to, like, find Manfred. Like, let's see where mm-hmm. this goes. Um, and they got a reply from ML that said, My dearest boy, after all these years, I have much to say. Your birthday is not too far from now. I hope we can meet the day after in the place we holidayed every year. I will be there. Hmm. Do we have any idea where that might have been? We do not. Unless it's the forest Uh, level, in which case I am not going on that vacation. uh, And one of the... So one one player guessed um, November 5th uh, because it was on... It was one of the dates on the prototype cartridge. Okay. um, And they got the reply, I wish to believe you, but can no longer make the leap. I understand now that this has met many more eyes than those for which it was intended. I can only hope Hmm. the true recipient is among them. I will be waiting. Okay. Uh, Someone else emailed us Nils and said, I have so many questions. First of all, is this really you? And they got back, my dearest boy, I so wish to believe it is you. To have come this far, you must understand me somewhat, but there is much to discuss. I hope we can meet. I have been thinking of the day after your birthday in a place we holidayed every year. I will be waiting. And so um, they emailed back, uh, I want to meet... It's been so long, and I was young the last I knew you. A lot of repressed memories. Could it be the forest in Italy? Because um, I, I think they just kind of, like, guessed based on um, the, the like, forest level where the, the brother crow appears. Um, sure. And they, got a, and they got a reply that said, uh, I am sorry, I want to take a leap of faith, but the chasm grows ever wider. There are too many prying <laughs> eyes. I need proof you are who you say you are. You would not have forgotten your birth date. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it's a repressed memory, Mark. <laughs> Someone else sent, like, I'm your son, whatever, uh, and got back the and said, like, uh, my birthday is November 5th. And they got back another imposter. I can only hope that he wishes to remember me. And then among the prying eyes, he is one of them. Until then, I will be waiting. Huh. Well, we got 364 other chances. So fire up the email fingers, <laughs> listeners. Yeah. I know how many times each episode gets downloaded. If y'all work together, you can about 
get an even number. Oh, God. Someone made, like, a fake Gmail under, like, the name Nils Lorenz and got a reply that said, uh, You speak like him as I imagine he would with questions painful to answer, but the imposters multiply. I feel I cannot take another step. All I can do is wait. Perhaps it is just a little longer. Um... And in reply, they said, I guess it's understandable, but I'm being honest. This whole situation is gnawing at the back of my mind, and I've been struggling with how to handle everything. I'd like answers, but if you feel unsure, I understand, as I feel the same way. Take as much time as you need. I will be here waiting. And they got a response that said, I see us standing on either side of the chasm, neither alive or dead. But the gap grows only wider. We have all waited too long. It is the cruelty. Huh. Um, someone replied pretending to uh to be his wife uh oh and they said it's marta uh he said i doubt that very much they said it is me i saw the video online and had to reach out uh they got a reply that said my doubt remains she never solved anything they said you're right nil solved it but didn't want to send a message so i am instead Uh, And ML said, that is possible, but there can be no intermediary. After all these years, you would still not understand. Um, Someone sent an email pretending just to, like, be a fan of Catastrophe Crow. It was like, hey, like, I really liked 3D platformers. And, like, I've noticed that, like, your game has all of these, like, weird hidden puzzles in it that, like, tell the story of your life. Uh, and they got back a response that said, Perhaps in another life we would have been friends, but this remains a private matter. Your help would be of no use to me. <laughs> Someone else sent a email pretending to be a fan who was like doing a Let's Play. And they were like, can I ask you a few questions about the game? And ML said, um, whatever I create, I can no longer control. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone sent an email that said this is one of Opus Interactive's previous employees and ML said then all I can say is I am sorry alright uh, someone sent an email basically like being honest and being like hey we don't know where Nils is like do you have any ideas of like how we could help you get in contact with him uh, and, Emma, and mentioned uh, Catastrophe Crow and ML said there's been a grave mistake the game you mentioned is unreleased it is not meant for you mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> uh, and he replied to another user asking basically the same question that said if he does not wish to remember me I do not wish to be remembered I will remain here uh, and another one said I wish your help was of use to me if only it were so simple it is the cruelty of unfinished things Hmm. See, I'm looking, I'm just scrolling through this document right now. Just like, surely a date will pop out to me as if there haven't (laughs) been a bunch of people looking over this for a year at this point, trying to figure out what it would be. Um, And someone, the the most interesting one is someone uh, sent an email pretending to be N64 Long Lost Lore, uh, which was one of the YouTube videos or the YouTube channels where they got like the email address from. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were like, Hello, I'm N64 Long Lost Lore. I've been doing this Let's Play of Catastrophe Crow, whatever. Um, and they got a response that just said, And Lore, another creation running by itself. Huh. What does that mean? Who knows? What does that mean? <laughs> and then, from October 24th to December 5th, there were no email replies. 
And but on December 5th, uh, every single person who had emailed the ML account got a sound file titled dot that had a coded audio message uh, that decoded into a image of a of a pyramid. And that was the last that they heard from the email address. Oh, so we go to Egypt. Dadoy. Yes, we we have to go to Egypt to solve catastrophe. Yeah. Uh, if y'all want to give to our uh, Patreon, we'll uh, get those tickets and get out there as soon as we can. And we'll just kind of bum around Egypt until he shows up. Uh, figure if yeah. we don't know the day we're supposed to be there, we can just be there every day, right? Yeah. Gotta pop up eventually. Sounds good. Um, so yeah, that was basically the last thing that happened. Uh, the the like the Unity thing <sighs> dumped. Uh, people got the password and then Ulrich dumped the soundtrack um, on archive.org publicly. Neat. This is very cool. It's a shame. It's a shame that this has kind of gone uh, unsolved and hiatus because this is very cool. It is very cool. Yeah, it um, it is interesting to me in that it kind of almost feels like it was supposed to only be the one video and then, uh, and like the the string of additional videos, and then maybe like Adam Butcher released some kind of supplemental content and like the the emails and stuff, and then kind of just like decided that he was done. Because like, I don't know, it's 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 interesting to me because the the original video like stands on its own pretty well, even if you don't like read into it or know that the other videos exist. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very cool just straight up individual video it's really cool yeah yeah i i like this one i like this one too i'm i've been excited to talk about it i've kind of like a couple of people have asked if we were like gonna gonna talk about it and i've kind of been waiting on it to make sure there was like no update coming um (laughs) and (laughs) i i feel that now that it's been almost a year uh it's it's on hiatus enough that we can cover it. So I've I've kind of been excited to cover it for a little while. <laughs> yeah, it seems pretty I don't know, once you get to a certain length of time, it's like we can go ahead and cover this. And the good news is that now that we've covered it, uh the day after this releases we're gonna get another yeah. video. So <laughs> awesome. Someone was <laughs> someone was joking about that in the in the Argonauts uh <laughs> In the Argonauts Discord, they were like, oh, I'm so excited you're going to cover Catastrophe Crow, because now they're going to upload again. (laughs) (laughs) We got a good track record. Uh, We brought back uh, Ben Drowned. That one became an NFT. Uh, We brought back... Oh, what was the other one that we brought back, Martin? Um, knock, uh, knock, knock 10. ten. Yeah, I was like the one with the which is still going. I I haven't been following it that much because I'm waiting on us to do an episode in a couple years. <laughs> but I'm glad that you know we can. I'm glad that we have a legacy. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I, I I I remain convinced that the uh, that the knock ten. Um, creator started uploading again because they heard that people thought they were dead <laughs> just like <laughs> rumors of my demise are greatly exaggerated please don't worry i'm not dead i just didn't want to do a thing about a boat anymore yeah um i i mean that that one has gone to some like really 
interesting places. Oh, um, yeah? It, it recently... They recently, like, uploaded, um, like, a weird channel thing. Or, hang on, let me see if it's still up. They... Oh, okay, they put all their videos back. There was, at one point, they... They like up they uploaded a thing that was like we're rebooting and like this channel is like under under review or whatever and it and privated all of their videos. Huh. Except for except for like that one. Weird. Any yeah. idea why they did that or what, what came of it? Uh well they haven't uploaded it in four months, so Okay. Well, we brought it back the first time so someone else can do it again (laughs) they i mean they're they're kind of on track uploading like every every like four or five months okay so well cool yeah all right well do we want to go ahead and uh and rate this one yeah let's do it well hell yeah uh marn what do you think about the story of this one i like this one i'd give it like an eight yeah it's it's very cool i I really like how it starts. I like the fake, uh, just, you know, fake gamer content. Uh, Lord knows I've seen enough of those videos of just like weird, like video essays about forgotten gems in gaming or whatever. So it's cool to see, uh, just a horror take on that. I like any time that someone takes normal content and says, what if we made it horror? Uh, while yeah. I don't want to watch it necessarily, I think it's cool and they do it. Yeah, I was I was thinking recently about like there's a really interesting new new like recent-ish trend in like args and like analog horror YouTube series where they like um they utilize like retro games to kind of get get a story across and I really enjoy that. I do you think it's just the one two punch of like that's where a lot of like creepypasta horror kind of started from as well as like not that it's easy to develop in them but like if you're gonna build a game to support something there are tools out there to make like a ps1 style game or a super nintendo style game that you can it's not easy necessarily but like the tools are readily available to you yeah i think it's that i think it's that like I don't want to say like the bad graphics, but like the those kind of like low poly graphics and like undefined shapes are like really easy to make horror stuff with, I think. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, and I, I, I think also it's just like nostalgic for a lot of people of our generation. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think it's cool. Well, God knows, you know, I've played old games and like thought, you know, well, you have so many polygons to work with, and like when you get the ambiguity between shapes, you're just like, "That's creepy." If you look at it the wrong way, or if you you think like, "Is that an eye?" Like, you can really lean into something like that and make something really creepy. It's cool that this is kind of where stuff is going, and I think that people are making really cool stuff with it, even if it's not to my taste. I agree. Well, hell yeah. Um, how do you feel about the puzzles in this one? I really like them i like that every like all of the codes are like custom ciphers Mm -hmm. i like that a lot um 
I, I would give it like a nine. Yeah, I'm a sucker for a custom cipher. I love that they somehow made a custom cipher that can be read three different ways. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, please, if you know how, you, how someone did something and it's actually really easy to do that, please don't tell me. Don't, don't go into the Discord and ruin it for me because I think this is very cool. <laughs> yeah, please don't like tell us the magic trick. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like what they did with this and I think it's very effective and really well done. So yeah, there aren't a lot of puzzles, but the ones that are there are very well defined and there's one that's unsolved. So, how bad can an unsolved puzzle be, you know? Yeah. Well, hell yeah. Yeah, I also think, yeah, I think, what number did you say? Did you say an eight? I said a, I, I either said an eight or a nine. Okay. And yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'm up there too. I think that the the puzzles and they unlocking them halfway through and having to go back and recontextualize a bunch of other videos is really cool through it. I think that's a really smart thing. I like it a lot. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And how fun is this one, Martin? I'm in a zero. You know me, but no. Uh, how fun do you, How fun is this one for you? How how was it being on I the mean, ground and interacting with the game? Oh, interacting, I would I would give it like a like a seven or eight for sure. <laughs> I was gonna say like the plot of this one is not very fun. Yeah, the plots it's the plot is a man gets driven <laughs> driven gets driven out of working on a passion product by the death of his child and then gets reborn into that video game itself. Like it's not a mm-hmm. fun concept. <laughs> It's cool to see it play out, though. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, well, all right. That is Catastrophe Crow so far, fingers crossed. Uh, that's really cool. I It's it's weird to wrap one of these up in one episode. I feel like it's been a while. Um, I know. It really has. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you say we uh, head on over and take care of some recommendations? Yeah, let's do it. What you been up to lately, Marn? So I have two I have two on theme recommendations for this week, believe it or Good, not. Good, because I think I have zero. <laughs> oh boy. So I I have a I have a spooky one and a non spooky okay. one. Um, my spooky recommendation for people who like horror web series um, and are looking for stuff to watch this spooky season. Um, my my spooky recommendation for this week is the Walton Files, which is another ongoing horror web series. Um, it is a animated analog horror web series, which is very cool. It's all like hand animated by the creator. Um, and it is the story of this like family fun restaurant where like a bunch of like weird disappearances took place. It's like, you can tell that it's kind of Five Nights at Freddy's inspired, but it like is way more interesting and engaging than violence <laughs> right okay um, and there's no and there's like no screaming jump scares which is a plus awesome. for me uh <laughs> but it so it's told through like orientation videos and like employee introductory tapes and like cartoons about um the these like mascot characters for this like family fun restaurant mm-hmm. kind of like interspersed with like weird found footage tapes of like the employees like walking around the restaurant at night or like exploring this like weird bunker where the animatronics are kept wild um and the and the third episode so there's like a fourth episode coming out pretty soon i think but the third episode is entirely like a long play of like 
the protagonist playing an old arcade game based on uh these like mascot characters huh it's like an hour it's like a half hour long video i think of just like this uh this like old arcade game being played and like kind of like reawaking these like weird repressed childhood memories in in um Oh no, it's an hour long. It's not a half hour. I, I almost said it was an hour that I like <laughs> I backed off because I was like, it can't be that long. No, it is an hour. Damn. Uh it's just an it's an hour long uh like long play of this like arcade cabinet game um that is like reawaking these like weird traumatic childhood memories in um in in the protagonist who's playing huh. it. Um it's really good. It is like wildly good. Um, it is bonkers that like it's all entirely like programmed and hand animated by one person. <laughs> yeah, um, that's incredible. They like they hire other people or they like have their friends do the voice acting for the characters. Okay. Um so it's not like all one person, like there is a crew. Um but yeah, it's it's really good. And, I like and this it a is lot. horror. Yes, it is horror. Damn, because it sounds really good. What's it called again? Uh, the Walton Files. There's also secret videos hidden on the channel um, that, like, you can find that add to the story. Uh, there's also stuff on the channel that is, like, just, like, children's cartoons set in the universe or, like, that, that exist as media in the universe. Huh. They put up, like, a lost, um, like, a lost album of, like, music from, uh, from, like, the animatronics and stuff like that. Um, it's really cool. I enjoy it a lot. Um, you might like it. There are no jump scares. There's just like sometimes a scary face will show up on screen. Okay, I will. It's like that. It's like that level of horror. It's like creepy, like VHS aesthetic, and like sometimes you see an animatronic with a scary face. Okay, I might give it a shot because this sounds really cool. Yeah. Um. If you if you like. If you start watching and you're like, oh, I don't want to go through like all of this. There is like, there's a, a Nightmare Expo video that's like an that's like 90 minutes long that will just like tell you the plot and like play certain clips. Of okay. It. <laughs> well, neat. I might have to. We live in a new era now. I might have to. I can no longer engage with horror through Wikipedia titles. Now I have to go through video essays. Like, I need to embrace yeah. the embrace the world we live in now. But yeah, I, I super recommend it. Um. I know, I feel like some people in the Argonauts Discord have already been talking about it. Um, but yeah, check it out. Uh, and I also have a non-horror recommendation cool. I, <laughs> for people. The only thing I've been doing these past two weeks has been playing a lot of Pokemon Unite and climbing up to Master uh -huh. Rank. So I have no, uh, I have no recommendation except that Mamoswine comes out tonight, and I'm excited to give him a shot. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, my, my, my non-spooky recommendation is also a video game thing. Okay. Um, but it is... Uh, so, Games Done Quick has, like, regular programming on their Twitch channel when they're not doing uh, speedrunning marathons. Mm -hmm. um, and I have gotten very, very into a show that they run every Thursday called The First Step. Um, and what it is, is it's two speedrunners, uh, Jay Hobbs and Kizaran, um, and they basically race um to see how fast they can play games that they've only ever played casually or not at all um 
And it's basically showing, like, this is literally how you start becoming a speedrunner, is you just huh. pick up a game and you try and you try to play it as fast as possible. Sure. Okay. Well, that's... I know... Uh... That's basically what Sam has been doing. I don't I don't know if you know this about my wife. Uh she has hundreds of hours into Hades. Um Oh my god. To the point that like she's trying to speedrun it and get like she she looked at her times compared to like actual speedrunners and isn't there, but she's like looking at like official strats and like the like how you would speedrun it to like yeah, full yeah, on yeah. speedrun it and it's impressive but yeah it's been wild to be like wow you uh aren't like quote unquote as much of a gamer as i am but you just like lunged (laughs) deeply into like far beyond the lens that i've ever considered going into a game yeah it's it's really cool and uh, like i enjoy it because also it it's just like you get to watch professional speedrunners like not be good at a thing and like mess up <laughs> several times. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, okay. Um, and right now, like this this past month, all of September, they've been doing a series where um, they are literally teaching each other to speedrun the games that they do professionally. Um, so at the beginning of the month, they raced and they did like um, so. J Hobbs uh, speedruns uh, Kingdom Hearts two and. Uh, Kizaran does like vintage Pokemon games, and oh. so they did a, a they did a Kingdom Hearts two randomizer versus a Pokemon Crystal randomizer, and they went head to head. And then they did like a week where um, <coughs> Keys was learning how to run Kingdom Hearts two, and then they did a week where J Hobbs was learning how to run Pokemon Crystal, and then they swapped games and they raced on those. Um, and then this week. They're doing a stream where they coach their friends who also speedrun, like, Pokemon and Kingdom Hearts 2 to swap games and play it, <laughs> and I'm really excited. That's um, the, uh, one of those videos showed up on my, I almost said my For You page, because TikTok has ruined me, my, uh, yeah. just, like, my YouTube algorithm, and I was like, I turned to Sam and I said, I can't imagine, like, a more algorithmically, like, there was just like, yeah, Andrew likes Pokemon, Sam likes Kingdom Hearts, here you go. Uh, watch a speedrun video. But we haven't checked it out yet, but I that sounds really cool. Yeah, they're really good. Um, I, I I sometimes throw them on during work if I like need something to watch in the background of like doing tasks, and I've been like throwing them on before bed so often that Alyssa's like, Varney, I need you to turn on the funny video game men so I can go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's what uh Um and yeah, it's 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 good. They they have all their, their VODs up on, on YouTube, like so if you can't catch it for whatever reason on Twitch, they they do it like every Thursday on Twitch. You could literally just like go and they have a playlist of all of cool. them. Cool. <laughs> well hell yeah. Uh the first step's the name of that series? Yeah, it's called the first step. Um I really like uh the the like randomizer races they've been doing i also really like um they've done a bunch of like classic mario games and it's i'm in the middle of watching they did like a kind of like a relay of a bunch of games in super mario all-stars and it is really comical how bad they are (laughs) at at super mario bros one (laughs) Just because they're both used to playing games that, like, control so much differently. Right. <laughs> oh, that's um, funny. I'm having a great time watching it. <laughs> <laughs> that was... I remember, uh... I went to watch 
a speed run of a Fire Emblem game once. And I was like, you know what? I'm good at Fire Emblem. I'm sure I could learn something like this and that'd be kind of neat to do. And then uh, I was blown away just at like the way that the guy moved through the menus in the game uh, was, mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh, like that is surgical. He just hasn't memorized. Like he doesn't even know on the screen, what buttons he's hitting. He just knows he needs to go like down, down a down a select. Like I was just like, Oh shit. Like I could, I do not have it in me to get to that level, but speedrunning is wild. And that first step sounds like a really cool show. Yeah, the uh, the one where they're like teaching each other, or the series where they're teaching each other to run their games, is, like very funny to me because, um, like everybody knows Pokemon. Like even if you haven't played a Pokemon game, like you you know sort of the basics of how to play Pokemon. Uh-huh. But like, uh, but the other runner Key is like has literally never been exposed to Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of like, I guess just like his like their their races, and so <laughs> and so half the time you ha- it's just like him being told like, oh, you might have to fight like this like this member of Organization Thirteen, and being like, who? <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> Oh, you didn't get the skip. Now you're gonna have to fight Maleficent, the the lady from yeah. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, afterwards, Demix is gonna show up. What Disney movie is he from? Ah, don't worry about it. <laughs> In their most recent race, there's like a part where I was like so sure that he was accidentally gonna have to fight Sephiroth <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> because he... and Alyssa was like watching it with me. It was like it's like watching him very slowly walk off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's super funny. Oh, it's really funny. The recent randomizer race is so funny because they both just got, like, really, really badly randomized scenes. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the premise is that, like, for to, like, beat Pokemon Crystal Rando, you have to get all of the badges and then beat Red. But... Like, every single item check could be a badge or could not be a badge. (laughs) So, like, sometimes you have to fight the Elite Four to get all of the badges, and sometimes you don't. And, uh, and, like, the the Kingdom Hearts rando is you have to get all of the stuff that, like, lets you unlock, like, all of the, like, final secret bosses and, and fight the final secret bosses, but they could be literally anywhere in any world, and also all of your, like, keyblades and moves and drive forms are randomized as to where they are. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you could beat it in an hour, or you could beat it in four hours. Right. <laughs> and I looked at their, like, I looked at the, the race that they did, and I was like, oh, this is a four hour and 45 minute video. <laughs> I've been watching a YouTuber doing um, Pokemon Unite stuff, and he has a video that's, mm-hmm. like, climbing through the ranking system. And uh, he was like, we're close. This might be it. And then he's like, this could be our, like, last match. If we win this match, we, like, you know, we'll get to the master tier, and that'll be the end of the climb. And I checked the time left on the video, and it was, like, 45 minutes left. And I was like, okay, oh, no. I'm going to guess we lose this one. <laughs> <laughs> so... Oh boy. 
I love it when someone says something, or it's like when a podcaster says, like, we probably got a pretty short one today, and then you look at the time left, and it's like a three yeah. hours, and you're just like, okay. You mean our podcast? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, speaking of ending things on time, what do you say we wrap this one up, Marn? Yeah, let's do it. Hell yeah. Uh, thank you all for joining us. If you want to get a hold of us, you can do so by finding us on Twitter. We are together at Argonauts Pod. Otherwise, you can find us separately. I am at co-host Sherms. I am at Corp Survivors. And if you want to support the show, you can do so. I mentioned it earlier, but we do have a Patreon. If you want to make our mistakes, that's P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N dot com. Otherwise, you can find us on Patreon. Just uh, search for the Argonauts Podcast. Uh, beyond that, if you want to get a hold of us, I missed something. Uh, you can do that through email as well. Uh, we are argonautspodcast at gmail.com. We read every email that comes in. We've been getting a lot of emails about different people sending us documentation for different ARGs. So our list is ever growing. And thank you all for, thank you all for that. Uh, we couldn't do a lot of these coverages without you all. So, uh, knowing that there's stuff out there is a big boon to us. So thank you for helping us. Um, and yeah, with that, I guess you can find some merch on Redbubble. Is that the name of the site that we have merch on? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Redbubble, search for Argonauts Podcast. We should show up. I think that is going to do it for us. So until next time, good luck with your Nintendo 64 games. And that's ARGS, baby. Raven. What's up, Fantast? Do you like anime? I sure do. Do you have a limited amount of time in your schedule due to demands of capitalism? Unfortunately, yes! Well, I have the show for you. It's called Weebkin Warriors. Oh yeah! It's that podcast where you and I come together every Thursday and talk about anime that are 24 episodes or less. That's right! And you can find us on the Orange Girls Podcast Network or your podcatcher of choice. Have, Have a good, good weekend. weekend.